my watch. Ain't gonna die tonight. Sleep tight. You know I'll catch a manana. Uncle Sam's only man packing katanas. Remain anonymous while I'm leaving. Welcome to Upshift, the No Direction Network's Essence 20 podcast, where every two weeks we give you an edge on Essence 20. I'm Ryan Costello, one of the designers of the Essence 20 system and an author on the G.I. Joe Transformers and My Little Pony role-playing game, Core Rulebooks, and others. And I'm Jason Keeley. I'm Renegade Game Studios RPG developer. So I work on those games. Before we begin, although we both work for Renegade on Essence 20 in some capacity, Upshift is not associated with or produced by Renegade Game Studios, and this is not an official Essence 20 podcast. No. So we got a topic lined up. The topic was suggested mm-hmm. by listener Paul Sidaway. But before we get to it, no, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I, I had a fun, busy weekend. Mm-hmm. I had a pretty busy today, I gotta say. I just, mm-hmm. uh, I was just telling you, I, I, I recorded uh, another No Direction podcast uh, this afternoon and then just was on Twitch for about two and a half, three hours. So oh, streaming, not uh, just watching it. No, no judging if you were just watching. I mean, that's true. I I just wanted to clarify that I was streaming specifically. Yeah, you said that you were working out uh, Crossword Puzzle live (laughs) on Twitch. That's right. It was with uh, Joe Pacini. So how did two people do one crossword puzzle? This specific crossword was built with two people in mind. It was, it's, um, are you familiar with the, uh, uh, the game Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes? Yes. So is it was a keep talking and nobody explodes themed crossword. Cool. One per one person could look at the grid and the clues. That was Joe because he was the one sort of. He, it's his stream. Joe Adultman on Twitch, um, and um, so he was streaming the grid, and I had I had a manual which sort of said when when you're on a cross entry, check these things, and then maybe take the first letter off before you put it in the grid, and then and then there was a bunch of other stuff that happens where you color some of the squares in and then you did some other stuff so it wasn't just a crossword puzzle it was kind of a whole ver- what do they call what do they call them um not variety uh themed i forget now there's a word for it and i can't remember it now verisimilitude no no just sort of the specific types of weird weird pu- crossword puzzles uh variety cryptics basically is this digital or fully analog well he, no he had no he had a website a okay link. I think, though I think it was in a Google Sheet the puzzle was in. There wasn't anything fancy. Okay, so like, if you mess up one of the instructions, does it does it digitally explode? Like, what happens? No, it, it didn't do that. We just set a timer. Uh, the The instructions say set a timer. The timer was for 150 minutes, and we did not finish in time. So we definitely oh, no. exploded. But but then we finished the puzzle uh, about you know 10 15 minutes later. So, but it was very hard. So no shame. And no transition. I have no way of getting from that topic <laughs> to this topic I wanted to talk about. Well, I've got, well, you know, sometimes things are difficult, but sometimes you want to do things that are easy. What? That's my transition. Oh, no, but about... I, I, my banter oh, topic. Oh, your topic. Oh, you were moving banter. on to okay. the main topic. I thought that's what you wanted. You, let's hear your banter. It doesn't sure. need a transition. Banter doesn't need a transition. You just say, oh, well, okay. I did this. Well, I want to talk about the fridge test. Are you familiar with the fridge test? I, does that have anything to do with like fridging in the the oh. the the concept of fridging in no, comics? No, I see and... where you're going. No, so okay. fridging no. is where you, you kill off a character's girlfriend or significant yes. other so that uh, it makes them more important. It's named after when Green Lantern found his girlfriend dead in a fridge. Yeah, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's uh, I guess 
uh, an outdated term at this point, but the idea is that if you're watching a TV show, the commercial comes mm-hmm. on. If by the time you get to the fridge for a snack, the entire plot has unraveled because you've had two seconds to think about it, that's oh. a show that fails the fridge test. Okay. <laughs> that's interesting. So for me, one of the prime examples of failing the fridge test was the movie Avatar. So I watched it for the whole three, four hour runtime, whatever it was, enjoyed myself every second that I was in the theater. By the time mm. I got to my car, I was like, I didn't like that movie. Mm. I, mm-hmm. I, or I no longer like that movie that I sure. enjoyed while I was watching the movie. So Movies can I, be spectacles. And then sure. while you're being bombarded with the, the lights and the sounds and whatever, does something to your brain that says like, oh yeah, I'm loving the heck out of this. But then when you engage the rest of your brain with it, you can be sort of walk away from it being, wait, that was just nothing. Yeah. So that's what I, how I feel about a show I just watched called Kaleidoscope. This, I watched it on Adam Daigle's recommendation. It's on Netflix and episodes don't have numbers. They have color and you are randomly assigned a color when you press play. What? Okay. Yeah. That I didn't know about. I knew th- I, I heard about the show being kind of out of order and people talking about like how to watch it, but I didn't know it was it was randomized. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's a um, eight, nine, maybe even ten episodes, and it is a heist show. And yeah. the last two episodes are always in the set order, which they don't really tell you about. But that is people have been looking into it. It ends up the first chunk can be in any order, and then the last two will be in any or, uh, in will be a set order. And so it starts like 30 years before the heist. And Mm. then it all just builds up to why are these characters like really stealing from this person besides Mm -hmm. the billions of dollars they can get. And what are their actual relationships? Who's betraying who? Those were the promises. But by the end of it, even though I enjoyed every episode, it's stylistic and interesting. Mm -hmm. By the end of it, I feel like there was just not enough to justify the twist, uh, the the Mm -hmm. gimmick. Right, because okay. there was like maybe two things I can think about that the order that I got that information uh, influenced how I watched some future episodes. Mm. And that was it. I have trouble saying whether or not I recommend it because I think if it wasn't so gimmicky, it would still be enjoyable. But mm-hmm. I, I, it, the gimmick made me overthink it. Like there was one point mm. where two characters, it, it looked like uh, one character kind of sacrifices himself for the other character. And then... I I talked to my wife after the episode. I was like, I think this was a setup. I think the character that didn't get, didn't sacrifice himself knew the other one would. And so like, this was all part of a long game never gets addressed. And so the re like I had reasons for it. It wasn't just like, this could have happened. Then the following thing, something happens that only one person could have moved on to the next stage of that plan. Hmm. But it's not like the show really makes a point of the fact it was only one person. So it could have been just an oversight on the writer's part. Mm. And it's something that I probably would not have noticed if I was just watching it from beginning to end. Right. Because you've got a, 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 a gimmick. Make, when you engage in something in a weird way, it does sort of different do a different part of your brain. And then you start thinking about it more, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I, Yeah. Yeah, because my favorite thing about it was watching it. My second mm-hmm. favorite thing about it was interacting with fans being like, oh, what order did you get? What What's next? That's good. But yeah. now that it's done, I look back and I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed and I don't feel like I should mm. be. <laughs> uh, don't think of it. Uh, you can be disappointed, but don't think of it. Don't try to think of it as a waste of time because you did enjoy yourself while you're watching it, right? True. So yeah. There's at least that. Uh, 
there's you know watching something and then not liking it and then continuing to watch it is always kind of like why are you doing that to yourself and i've done it yes uh, everyone does it to themselves uh but it, that that is the more moment i should just stop then feel free to stop no one you know don't if you don't like a book don't finish reading and if you don't like a game stop playing it if you don't like a tv show stop watching it but if you are enjoying yourself you're at least getting that so you so you can you can look back on your time with kaleidoscope with uh, melancholy that it didn't uh, leave you with a good t- taste but it, while you were tasting it it was it was good that was a tortured metaphor <laughs> uh, it does leave me with some hope that somebody else mm. will watch kaleidoscope and say i know how i could have done that better and in and then, revisiting the gimmick does the better yeah. gimmick better a gimmick like that I, just my immediate thought is like yeah it kind of has to be if it can be bits can be watched in any order it almost has to be kind of not much Mm. to each episode right because how, you, you don't want to have a you don't want to come a, across a order that is possible through randomization where it literally makes no sense right so you have right. to kind of be able to say like oh well this piece fits here you know it's like a blank jigsaw puzzle that <laughs> you can just put the, the pieces going in order right but you can if you can you don't know but again i've tortured metaphors tonight and i apologize that's all right well what you should apologize for is that i had actually set that up for this would be the transition to the main topic where okay. the first time you do something maybe you're not going to do the best do job it. on it but that's all right mm-hmm. because as you do you know as you do uh, as you do the same thing over and over again what is the bruce lee quote he fears no man who has mastered a thousand kicks but he ma- or fear oh no he fears no man who has done a thousand different kicks okay. but he fears the man who has done one kick a thousand times mm-hmm. yeah that's the something like that maybe bruce lee said something like that similar quote about having to do uh, something for ten thousand hours to become a expert at it or a master of it yeah malcolm gladwell's uh, thank you yeah there's a name for that theory the gladwell sure now now that's gonna bug me but anyway The topic for today is options for first-time players. As I mentioned, listener Paul Sidaway, uh, Sidaway sorry, wrote in with the suggestion for today's topic. Uh, he had actually multiple things to say, but one of the things he crammed in was, by the way, here's a topic you can cover. And I liked it. And it compliments last episode we were talking about, like, how you sell Essence 20 on a new player. Well, mm-hmm. let's say you did it. It's successful. Somebody's like, all right, I'll come to your next session. Now you've got a new player at your table. And what do you do with them? How do you help them play the character that gets them into the system without getting them bogged mm-hmm. down by the system. Sure, yeah. Luckily, I think Essence 20 has uh, has a, uh, that has a lot going for it in, in its... In, nothing is too complicated, but that is coming from my point of view of having played a bunch of systems and whatever, but I don't think anything is, is overly complex. However, there are some things that are a little easier to sort of like quickly grok than others and and when and easier to use sort of in play i think you know like when you're sitting down and looking at your options to during a turn or, or or a session or whatever uh these are some of the things that you can have picked to sort of help you out along the way what makes a good option for a first-time player in your opinion i think it's it doesn't engage too deeply with some any esoteric side rule or create a side rule, for instance. Like you can do this if you, you know, you have a number subsystems. Like uh, uh, I am have thinking a little bit of um, I was looking at the Power Rangers roles, and there's one that's like you get three idea points per day. I'm like, okay, oh, that's a that's an extra thing that the person needs to track or whatever, right? Right. 
when that's in the list, you just have like you can do it. You you're there. Maybe you you know when you're leveling up, you're picking things. But for the most part, you you have a a, a what's the word I'm looking for? A not a, necessarily like a repeated cycle, but just sort of like I know what I can do this on my turn, and I do it. So I also was looking for any option that just allowed a lot of freedom for the player. So in mm. building the character, you don't. If they come with an idea of what they want their character to be, sure, you give yeah. them the role that just lets them do that as much as possible. The my example That's fair. in another game would be like a Pathfinder First Edition fighter, where it's mm -hmm. you're basically yeah. just getting feats and you're you're a la carting your character into whatever you want it to be. So I was looking for a lot of flexibility. What I was thinking too, I was sort of thinking a little bit more of like about the person who doesn't necessarily know the kind of character they're going to play mm. and just needs, I just want to play the, I, I'll play any old, whatever. What's the easiest thing I've had to happen. What's the easiest class to play or whatever. What's the easiest role to play as sort of the, 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 the tack I was going for when I was thinking about this topic. Well, before we get into essence 20, just can you throw out some of the suggestions you've made in the past for other games? Um, can I? That's a good question. I mean, like, you know, we talk about like fighters. That's pretty basic. You know, you go in there and you do some attacking and whatever. Um, I'm trying to think of like what other games would have those sort of many choices um, and what would be a good point for them. Sure. Well, um, so in Pathfinder, if I'm not recommending the fighter, I'd often recommend yeah. the bard. And the reason mm, is that okay. um, Inspire Courage is usually the first thing you do. And mm. so fight breaks out. Inspire Courage is going to help. Everybody, it's going to be a, no thought has to be put into it. You just get to do it. And then you get a whole round to digest and think about what you're going to do next. And you can do a little fighting. You can do a little magic. It's got a little bit of everything. And it's got all the skills. So when you're not in combat, yeah, sure. again, you always feel like you can contribute in some way. Yeah, I think in some cases I would even say like something like a rogue is pretty... It has all of those skills, and you have basically sort of a you know you want to do you want to get into a position where you can stab someone really good so you get behind them or whatever. Yeah, I would say oh that was probably like fourth edition, um, a D and D with uh, 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 playing someone. I was like oh well, you want to pick a rogue is probably what you want to do. You want to get in there and stabbing people, and then I'll play a character that is there to like. I think I ended up playing one of the, like was it a marshal was it. Mar warlord i can't remember what the class was but it was the one i was like go over there and do this and go ahead and help if you do that you'll get a bonus kind of stuff so i was like we made our characters in such a way that i would be like i'm going to be your mentor literally in the game too so i can be like my my guy says that guy's open stab him in the back and go for it and what about starfinder oh starfinder uh soldier soldier yeah yeah definitely all right, so we're going to go through the different books in release order, as we usually do. So we're starting with Power Rangers. Normally, don't have a lot to say about Power Rangers, but I spent the yeah. afternoon going over the roles, going over the uh, the mm -hmm. origins and influences, just to refamiliarize myself. I don't know why I use that word. I never stick the landing on the word <laughs> familiarize. Eh, nope. Familiarize. Yeah. So re uh, reacquaint. Contextualize. Re reacquaint oh, myself with the Power Rangers rules. And uh, I have handwritten notes so that you didn't Ooh, see did. digital notes on the outlines. I don't know what you're going to pick. I have more picks than you. So how about I go first with roll, then you would sure. go with roll, and then I'll go over my origins and influences. Uh, do you right, just want to well, go I'd... over why you didn't pick? Well, I, I was sort of thinking, like you were saying, um, people, uh, some new players sometimes will, will be like, I know the kind of person I want to play. But I don't know how to like mechanically what that means in terms of things. But like, oh, but but a lot of a lot of roles, at least for Power Rangers, they're descriptive. That's descriptive. You want to be athletic? Do you want to be brainy? You know what to pick. 
And you I, said I, rules. I you mean origins? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, origins. If if you uh, uh, know those, those, those sort of come in in a way that are descriptive enough that you just, I would say, pick what what kind of person you want to be, and then we can talk about like what the role, what class, what kind of role you want to fulfill in 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 the team, right? Uh, but that doesn't mean I can't sort of flip through these while you are picking, while you are saying yours, okay. and maybe pick one. Fair but enough. we can start with role. Yeah. So the the role I went with was the Blue Ranger, the one you specifically called out as having oh, a really? subsystem and therefore should be avoided. Uh, the reason that I went with it is uh, for a couple of reasons. One, Eureka. So Eureka is flexible, always useful, and it is thematic. So Eureka is sure. where you get those idea points. You receive a number of idea points per day, as listed on the table. At any point where you are about to make a skill test with a smart skill, you may spend an, an idea point to gain an edge on that roll. Oh, that's pretty straightforward, yeah. Yeah, it is. It, a lot of the other uh, roles that have a pool of ability have multiple things you can spend it on, but I believe this is yeah. all you could use with your idea oh, okay. points. And, you know, it's a smart skill yeah. test. You roll with an edge if you spend an idea point. It's pretty straightforward, uh, and it makes you feel better about being the smart guy because you're much more likely to be passing that smarts-based skill test all the time. And it True. is a resource which does require spending, but it also means that you then have to weigh the value of an edge. And that's just you then thinking about things in essence 20 terms, which is good. That is a good way to bring the character yeah. or the, bring the player into the game. Yeah. I said I, that was the first thing that came into my mind when I was thinking about other. I was thinking, literally thinking about something else that's in a different, it was in the Transformers game. But then for some reason, the Power Rangers one was like, idea points. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. So I don't mean to knock the uh, Blue Ranger, of course. Uh, the what you're sort of how you've described it makes it sound a little more easier than I sort of skimmed my way past it to, to remembering what it what what it was and what it did. Because I was really looking for, I was looking for the fighter. I was looking for the fighter in each of these. Fair. So I actually across my three games have made a pretty balanced party. Very good. I, well, soon soon we'll get to see them. Uh, for me, I picked the Red Ranger because that sure. is I think that was pretty much fighter. You you have an idea. Do you want to do the power strike, which is Granted, all rangers are going to have these personal power pool points, so that is, you know, a, a resource to track that everyone's going to have to track. But that's just what it is, uh, and do some extra damage. And then, and then later on, you get stuff that is more dependent on if other people want to help do anything. The follow me at second level is basically, hey, hey, you can just sort of let everyone know. Do you want? I'm going to roll initiative. Do you want to be come at, right after me or what? <laughs> and it's their choice. It doesn't have anything to do with you, the player, doing anything except you know. Rolling initiative, and then you start doing stuff on you know, weapon stuff and and all that good stuff, general perks. So there was a second point I had about the blue ranger, and it kind of oh, sure. lines up with your what other people might want. It's grid tech. So grid tech is one of the most mm -hmm. customizable features in the the Power Rangers roles, uh, in that you basically choose from a whole menu of different perks you can get, and a couple of them don't even customize you. They they improve your allies. Mm -hmm. So it really is, if you mm -hmm. just want to be helpful for somebody else, if you're happy with your build, but you know somebody else is struggling with, say, targeting or whatever, you could actually basically donate your perk from that level to another character. That is not something cool. you see in a lot of role-playing games, and I think it makes the Blue Ranger stand out. Especially, yeah. a lot of the times, a new player might be a little bit mousy, they might be a little bit more of a wallflower, and so if at some point yeah. they get to build up to that level and they get grid tech, they might say, like, well, what does anyone else need? Because I'm fine with all of my choices. Cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. I'm also, I'm also just so looking. All right. So 
Uh, for Origins, I actually listed a whole bunch of choices. There's Athletic, which I like. Let's you focus. Oh, uh, so Athletic lets you treat your um, untrained speed and strength skills as though you had a D2 rank and you don't roll with a snag. That is huge at low levels. It's diminishing returns because as you level up, you'll probably want higher than a D2 or you'll start yeah. investing in more skills. But from first level, being able to skip a snag on all strength and dex, uh, strength and speed-based skills, that's very big. It also means that you don't have to put a rank into initiative because nobody wants right. to roll initiative with a snag, but you also don't feel like you want to invest beyond a D2 or maybe a D4. So yeah, they get to skip that. And also they get to uh, invest a little more into conditioning on the straight side because that's something that this will not right, affect. You'll be yeah. able to bump up your health. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a nice a nice safety net for characters that are new to the game and might not be uh, super happy about having to roll with a snag if they didn't think to invest in something that then turns out to be important during an adventure. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I also am given an honorary mention to any origin that grants a general perk, so that's Curious, Oddball, and Rebellious. I was thinking that same thing. That was going to be what I was going to pick as I was going to say that. Those are just, give you a general perk, you get to pick something you want, make yourself better at whatever you want to do. And I've also got Tragic listed on here. It lets you re-roll ones, which is always super, super useful. Usually when you get like something that's bumping up your ability roll, it's usually an edge, so it comes beforehand. But this is one of the few options that it's you make the roll, and then you can choose to roll again and fix it. Right. So you're basically getting the 2d20 rolls. It's just you would only get it if you had rolled a 1. Although right. I think it says any 1, so it doesn't just apply the d20. Oh, is it really? Oh, well, that's, those are, that's good too. Yeah. Any die result of a 1. But you okay, must accept so... the new result. So you're rolling a, a d4, even if you're, you know, d6 for, for, your, for your bonus later on. I mean, that's, that's always going to come in handy. Even even at uh, any level, I mean, yeah, well, I had a one in twenty chance of rolling one on the d twenty anyway. Did you have any other picks for origins, or do you want me to? Just no, that do... was I was gonna. Uh, I was looking at oddball for my pick, just also because you get to be odd. Yep, it, it is funny. I didn't notice that there was a theme across the three origins that give you a, a, a general perk at first level, but it's curious, oddball, and rebellious. The outcasts are the ones that the get the general perks. They get a little. They get a little something more. And finally, for influence, I chose small town roots. Uh, small town roots lets you ask the GM between two different options, which is the better of the two. And if we're talking a new player, they might have analysis paralysis, which is when having to make a decision stresses them out to the point that they just clam up, say nothing, do nothing. So when that happens, the GM can just remind them. You've got your small town roots. You can ask me if you have two decision, two options you want to choose between. I can guide you in the right direction, and that can be really helpful for a new player. That literally just caught my eye. Oh, okay. I gotta say, I was just like, oh yeah, that's probably what I'll, I'd like that because it is, like you said, gives you a chance to sort of be like, I don't know what I'm doing here, <laughs> and the GM can say, well, try this one thing. Um, that is good to to have it happen. Sometimes I feel like I have always as when I'm running a game, kind of been like, well, you know, everyone, this is what you really want to do, kind of stuff. Like, I, I you know, one player to succeed, so I'm always maybe too nice. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Small Town Roots is out of alphabetical order, and there's a whole bit of trivia around that. Oh, what was it? Was it town, small, towny? So originally it? it was Humble Roots. 
And the idea oh. is, so this was written for G.I. Joe and then ported back into Power Rangers. Ported, I don't know, back, forth, whatever. Ported over to Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way it was written was that uh, the two examples were, you had uh, Bazooka, who grew up as, on a farm, and you had Helix, who had autism. Both of which I had figured, like, these are ways that people growing up, you can be, you can learn to be humble, you can learn to bow to other people, to other people's confidence and whatnot. Mm-hmm. With the emphasis being on humble. And then when it got to the, um, the, the sensitivity reader, they were like, are you right. comparing growing up on a farm to being autistic? And I was like, no, no, that's, <laughs> no. I, I was going yeah. the other way. I was thinking the humble is the starting point, And these are just two different paths that can lead to two different, very different paths that can lead to the same point. But uh, I did not realize it could be read that way. And so humble oh, yeah. roots became small town roots. The Helix, as one of the examples, was dropped. Uh, by the time it got to G.I. Joe, it had moved in position, but I, th- I guess in Power Rangers, it was caught closer to print and then mm-hmm. uh, changed and did not get repositioned. Okay, well, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to move on to G.I. Joe? Yep. All right, I feel like I've been talking a lot, so why don't you go with your role? All right, I'll go with my role first. Again, I mean, you're talking about like fighter, talking about soldier and starfinder. I, uh, well, granted, a lot of there's everyone's a soldier in GI Joe, of course, but uh, specifically, I went with the infantry uh, yeah. for the role as being sort of the sort of you know straight shot down the line. You get stuff, you get the, you pick a a fighting style, and then you're just getting you know some perks and some some other little things later on that are that are that are handy. But that does give you that choice of like what kind of fighter do you want to be? You know, there's a lot of choices, and then you get a little bonus that's not super difficult to track or anything so you can uh, uh uh keep that on your sheet and just just know it you know so i also picked infantry uh mm-hmm. i like that it has both strength and speed as its two main progressions for essences so yeah. a lot of people the first time they play a game they will go into it thinking of what they, how they will be in combat and then yeah, yeah, out yeah. of combat comes as a secondary consideration so this is the most combat focused of the roles in the, the gi role-playing game uh, you get all the battle tra- dress and weapon training options. So any concept you have for what weapon or what you're wearing, you have that option. You do still have to engage in requisition rules. Although when we get to my oh, origin, I'll explain a little bit of a workaround there if uh, you're worried about people being intimidated and engaging with that subsystem the first time they play. And like you said, fighting style adds flexibility. So not yeah. only do you pick your focus option like every other role, and the focus options are the most thematically spread apart, I would say, for the infantry. You've got either mm-hmm. your artillerist, your uh, mechanized infantry, so your vehicle specialist, or the medic. It goes in very different directions. You can build very different characters all using the infantry. And so after the focus option, you also get your fighting style, which just uh, on a much smaller, more granular level, you get to customize your character. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So then for origin, I said either civilian, because once again, free perk, uh, free general perk at first level is great yeah. for options, but if you've got the opposite, the player that does not want options, that just wants straightforward, I said army slash soldier. So the, the, the origin benefit you get is that you are trained in all weapons. Here's the thing. We realized a little too late into the game that that meant that if you were an army infantry, which is a very common build, uh, you actually are not getting anything from your origin because you already get that and more from your your role. So something that's been errated, uh, it's up on the errata on the website, is that if you are infantry, sorry, if you are army, soldier, soldier, origin, and you choose infantry, then instead of just defaulting on your origin benefit, you get the uh, weapon specialist 
general perk, which lets you be qualified in a certain number of weapons. And so that goes back to if the player wants a specific kind of weapon, this combination lets them just be qualified in that weapon and avoid the requisition for the most part. Or at least avoid requisitioning the main weapon they see their character using. Sure, right, exactly. Um, I don't have anything to add to that, honestly, because that's that's a great idea. And I was looking at the soldier just now and just going, oh, that I just I was just looking at Arata last week. What was that again? So thank you for remembering that. I mean, I'm the one that caught it. Well, it, sure. it bugged me after I caught it. So I'm glad yeah. the errata is something that we we have option, yeah. access to. Uh, for influence, I say green shirt. So green shirt is when uh, you lend assistance. You don't choose between an edge or an upshift. You give them both an edge oh. and an upshift. But so not only is that always helpful, because once again, if you've got someone wall flowering and they just want to use their turn to help somebody else on their turn, yeah, so that makes everybody a little bit of a bard. But the other thing is that the green shirts are the new recruits. And so it's thematically appropriate for a player that has never played the game to play yeah. the, the role very, of the character oh, that has never played. Very, very good. That's good. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think of something different. That might be fun. This is going to depend on your 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 player, of course. You don't have a wallflower, and you have someone who's into uh, 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 coming into the game and is very excited to try something new and different and whatever. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the Thrill Seeker? influence nice where you get to basically when you act recklessly or go headlong into a dangerous situation without concern for your safety when not in combat you get edge on strength and skill checks so you know the gm as the arbiter when that it kicks in but it's basically like, ah cool i'm gonna go in and go you know and that's it's always fun to have someone who's who's eager to kind of like move the game too like yes I'm, just, I'm gonna jump into this oh great that's a terrible choice let's do it let's play it <laughs> I, I love making when I when I uh, uh, play with certain groups. I love making terrible choices. Just being like, no, I don't. No, my character doesn't know what's going on. I'm gonna open this door just blindly and and hope for the best. That definitely sounds familiar from some different uh, episodes of Adventurous. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, I can think back uh, on true. poor choices Ogdrin's made and live to tell about it. Ogdrin was is not super smart. He's technically wise, but not the real real bright. Uh, but it, you know that's what happens from getting knocked off his horse, I guess, a lot. <laughs> I like that he's technically wise. He's technically because I had to put something. I had to have good perception and survival, basically, right? I want to be able to like look at things. All right, ready to move on to transformers? Let's do it. Let's move on to transformers. All right. Um, uh, oops, do you want to go first, or should I? Um, I'll go first again. Um, I, I, there's sort of there is sort of a soldier more more seemingly of soldier or a fighter role in uh, Transformers, but it comes with this uh, ability that you manifest a weapon. Um, and I think, I thought that was a little too, might be a little too much, too confusing, even though you get to pick the thing you want and you pick something once probably and then just do it. But then as you go up, you get weapon upgrades and you can manifest those. And I thought that was a little too confusing. So I just went uh, and thought about, um, again, sort of what is maybe more actually fighter and that's the gunner for me. Um, it is... Uh, 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 one of those things like sort of eventually getting good at you know just shooting. It's it's a it's a common thing in 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 uh, you know you think of Transformers media right? They're blasting away at each other for a lot of times. Um, why not be good at it? Um, and uh, the what was the one thing that I did uh, like about that? Um, basically, you know, if you get people coming in close enough, they're not good at it. You reload faster, so you don't have to worry too much about spending all your actions on that kind of stuff. Uh, and then, or, you know, when people do get close, punch them. Punch them with a the gun. 
Yeah, it's true. Gunner is a good choice because there's there's several limitations in the game and it ignores them. Yeah. Whereas, like you were saying, yeah. the 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 uh, warrior is that what is it called? Warrior? Yeah, I think it's called warrior. Yeah. So the warrior adds a new system on top of it. So uh, yeah. based on what we said earlier, totally understand your your thinking. For me, I went with the field commander, and Ooh. I know we've been talking about how first time players might be wallflowers. So this might be. Uh, the strange yeah. choice, but issue command is one of the my favorite things I've ever designed. It is exactly <laughs> a, my favorite kind of flexibility. The idea behind issue command is that you say, if you do this thing, you get this bonus. And yeah. that's it. It's like, it's clear that you need some trigger and you need to tie it to something that gets a bonus, either a skill or a defense. And then otherwise it's up to the player. So the player doesn't have to worry about getting the mechanics right. Because the mechanics are simple, even though the options that you can do with it are right, yeah. quite wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's sort of similar to what I was talking about, the 4E class, which I think is, is called Warlord. And it was there was a Warlord. There was a Marshal that came out later. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Oh, no, I don't remember. But I remember sort of being the sort of, yay, Battlefield Command, and then doing little bits of healing uh, when people were when they did good in the fight and deserved it. Uh, <laughs> the, um, for Transformers, influences? Influences? Okay. Yeah. We're doing, oh, what are we doing? Wait, we're doing out of order. I forget which order, what order we do them in. I was just looking at influences. Oh, sorry. Go, I went roll one? origin influences. Origins. But... Let's talk about origins. Let's okay. Do the, the one that's real, the one that's the fastest one, the little one, the bumblebee one, the outrider, right? Uh, okay. The, uh, well, sorry. Um, outrider at? is like the off-road vehicle one. Right, no, Whereas... sorry, I meant, I meant Lookout. There we go. So you would go with the Lookout? <laughs> yes, I meant Lookout. What um, is it about the Lookout that uh, you think works best? I think I think, I think think it ends up being the fastest one. Um, and no, Champion are... is the fastest. Oh, Champion is the fastest one. Well, that one, well, that one is fun too. But um, the combination of, of, of being sort of, uh, uh, where's the benefit? There it is. Um, the Lookout. The look yeah. <laughs> so the benefit of Lookout is called Lookout! Uh, I'll give you one guess who chose that name. Yeah, that you. It was probably you. It was um, me. It was you. Uh, and then you're just sort of having basically like you're good at not being hit with basically range attack and stuff. And anyone think that's targeting your evasion or just say, hey, no, wait, that targets my evasion. Oh, no. And you get to dodge. And then yeah, it's sort of a basic sort of nice little um, easy to sort of think about. Yeah, I had considered saying the um, the well, now I've forgotten the name of it. Not the outrider. Look out the, or the fast one. Oh, look out. Sorry. Yes. Champion? Yeah. No, champion was my choice. Because uh, I think it's the easiest sell. You just can be a sports car. You can be something yeah, fast. Yeah. You think of the majority of the original Transformers, or at least the original Autobots. Most of them were sports cars of some kind. Um, but I also like that I know a bot uh, adds a twist to it in that mm. you, uh, if you are stuck, you can call on this unknown ally. And whether you have defined this beforehand or... In the moment, you just come up with a best friend. You ask the GM to improvise a best friend. Uh, it's a get you out of a jam uh, option, yeah. which is always helpful, especially for a new player. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's interesting because new players do sometimes, you know, if they're coming into like role playing games in general, I've had, you know, had people who are like, well, you know, start kind of doing a little bit of adding narration to stuff. And I, I, I personally love that. And this gives them sort of the mechanical way of like, no, I know a guy. And sort of, being like, can I know a guy? Or just even just sort of talking about it and then everyone else who's played 
games for a hundred years is like you can't just narrate the, you can't just change this the 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 world just by saying you know a guy um so i think this gives them that flexibility to, to do that like you said uh and finally um, for influences yes i did i went i talking about speed cars i was looking at racer because you just like you're gonna be driving well people are gonna want to have a driving specialization right off the bat and want to be good at it right your transformers it's kind of basically what it is or or flying you know drive racer just counts for flying or if you're a boat or, and what have you um so yeah i would say that would be a sort of a nice easy uh middle of the road kind of pick the uh, pun intended <laughs> so i agree but i went with war veteran so war veteran gives you an edge on alertness in combat when you're trying to pick up new information uh alertness is just one of those skills that everyone will probably throw a couple of ranks into it's always useful yeah, and in this case, it being specifically in combat, if you're rolling alertness in combat, then odds are it's very like either story or tactical information that you're trying to find. And yeah. so that's something that the GM wants to give to the player because it enriches <laughs> the experience. Yeah. I was finding ways to sort of say something when even when people fail that, you know, alertness or perception type check and they're like, oh, I want to really let them know. Oh, you think you might hear something nearby. And that, oh, that's all you get, though. <laughs> it sounds like... No, no, you're not. You couldn't. Yeah, you can't really not yeah, exactly. But just to go back to what you were saying at the beginning, I do feel like Essence 20 is a good game for new players or for players that are coming from 5th edition or just like a single other role-playing game experience. Mm -hmm. It's it's easy to figure up m the majority of the roles. Like I would maybe yeah. avoid the technician for... Um, uh, the technician from GI Joe for first-time players because it's very deep in the uh, the the equipment weeds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's really that's the only one from GI Joe that I would avoid. Gun, uh, sorry, Warrior was a good pick for something that you should flag as uh, should be avoided in, you know. in Transformers. Yeah. And I don't know if there's any Power Rangers roles that really are much more complicated. Maybe uh, the Yellow Ranger because there's a lot of like this action mm -hmm. gives you multiple attacks, and then this mm -hmm. one gives you options with your attacks and so that can right. stack up in yeah. kind of an overwhelming way yeah i'm uh i'm curious to know you said we we're talking about the requisition uh phase of things and mm -hmm. you have a suggestion for a workaround i would love to hear it not a workaround but a sort of a stopgap i guess i you've forgotten it that's no it's it's oh it's, it's something i can't talk about oh okay fair enough i thought okay fair enough my bad. Yeah, no, I don't think I can summarize that in a in a way that's yeah. different. Well, because yeah, it that's fair. it would need uh, like mm -hmm. a, a alternate system. It basically the sure. requisition okay. yeah. takes up the first chunk of that chapter, and so uh, an alternate needs a new chunk. Even if it's a simplified chunk, it's easier sure, to yeah. run chunk. Uh, it it needs more words than I can than I can summarize right now. Okay, fair enough. I'll ask about. It. I'll ask you about it later. There we go. Yeah, maybe in the future after I've had some time to think about it. Well, I think you've said enough. <laughs> I know people know what's going on. I'm very bad at being obtuse. It's fine. There's no reason. No reasons to be obtuse. Uh, that brings us to the end of our topic. I think that covers it pretty well. Yeah. I hope so. I hope people can can get uh, some ideas for new players, or if they themselves are a new player, try these out and and let us know how we did. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, before we go, we've got some shout-outs to make. First of all, uh, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Renegade Con Virtual uh, Edition is... Uh, sorry. Renegade Con Virtual 2023 is February 3rd and 4th, which I believe our next episode is February 4th. Uh, no, February 3rd. So uh, the next time you hear from us will be the day of Renegade Con. So you'll have one more reminder that Renegade Con is coming. Uh, mm. And uh, this usually releases in the morning and Renegade Con will be that evening. So you'll have the whole day to cancel your plans for the evening so that you Wait, can get in on, on the that, seminars. Is that true? What? Because that's, that's a week from this Friday. This is coming out. It's a week after. Oh, sure. Hold on. Yeah, you're right. No, this is your last chance. All right. Thank you, Jason. I'm glad you called no me worries. on my math. Because really just thinking about like when we would be recording this next is actually during Renegade Con. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, we'll have to work something out there. Yeah, we will. <laughs> but okay. So then I'll take back everything I said. I'm not going to delete it. I'm just going to go from here and say that this is your last chance, your last reminder that a week from the day you've downloaded this, or at least from the mm -hmm. way, day we've posted it on the website, February 3rd and Saturday, February 4th, it's two days of Renegade-related seminars. Most of the RPG-related ones are Saturday morning, although I recommend checking out the, uh, the first one. Just wait. Find out what games are coming next. That is 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. Pacific on Friday. That's the one on Friday is probably the only one I'm going to go out of my way to make sure I catch. Because even I don't know everything that's coming out from Renegade. I just yeah. know the stuff I've worked on and maybe whispers here and there of other things. Uh, but then Saturday, February 4th from 10 a.m. Pacific to 2.30 p.m. Pacific. That's a whole block dedicated to Essence 20 stuff. So if you're mm -hmm. interested in knowing what's coming out from all the different brands for Essence 20, that is the four-hour chunk you need to dedicate to your Saturday to. And you'll be hearing us during some of that, I'm sure. You will be. Uh, I hope they'll announce who's on what panel soon. Uh, in previous years, they put up the speakers uh, on the image, but they didn't ask me for a headshot this time. So uh, maybe it'll be a surprise oh, yeah. day of. Maybe. <laughs> uh, all events will be streamed on Renegade's YouTube channel. Terrific. All right, my next shout-out is to Hero Forge. About a year ago, Hero Forge added a new feature called Deca I guess, in case you don't know, Hero Forge is a website you can go on to. It's for customizing miniatures. Uh, you can choose your outfit, your size, your your, your general shape, your, your equipment. And I know people tend to think of it for fantasy RPGs, but it also has modern, mm -hmm. sci-fi, and even Western options. And so mm -hmm. when I'm starting writing for a new projects, especially for a G.I. Joe project, if I'm having trouble getting the juices flowing, I'll pull up 3D Joes on one screen, Hero Forge on the other, and just build a couple of more Joes as miniatures just to, you know, work one part of my brain while the other part warms up. And yeah. one of the challenges was there was no good way to do camouflage. So even mm -hmm. after Hero Forge added decals, which lets you do like scars and like five o'clock shadow instead of a full beard, they, they you couldn't interact with your clothes. Well, they just added camouflage. So I've got a stalker build. I went right in there and I changed them from a guy in green fatigues to stalker. He now looks like stalker because he's head to toe in green camouflage. Nice. Uh, it, it completely changes the look. And uh, now it's something that I would actually consider ordering some of these guys because uh, you can order them fully painted. I'm curious to see how the camouflage would turn out. And I am very happy with this mm. new addition. So if you make your G.I. Joes on Hero Forge. Go back and start updating some of the looks, because, yeah. Lovely. And finally, the No Direction flagship podcast is returning soon. In fact, 
uh, as of today, as of this recording, which was Sunday the 22nd, I posted the practice episode that the two new hosts, uh, who I'm not going to announce officially on the podcast yet, but uh, if you are one of our patrons, then you have heard the new host in this episode, or you've had the chance to listen to the new host. Uh, I sat in on the first chair with one of the hosts interviewing the other, and then I sat in the second chair with the person that will be taking over the first chair position uh, and interviewed mm-hmm. the other host. And then the two of them interviewed me. So it's about an hour and a half. It's three interviews. We we uh, do musical chairs of who is running what part of the interview. Uh, and I think it's cool. It like It's a cool learning experience, and you can see the different dynamic yeah. from when they're in the guest chair versus the interviewer chair. And just uh, in general, if you want to know uh, more about who these hosts are and more about me, because they do interview me, uh, you can check out uh, our Patreon at patreon.com slash no direction. Can I say uh, one thing? Real yes. Quick? Just to sort of let everyone's mind at ease. Don't worry. Neither of those hosts is me. So Aww, uh, feel free. <laughs> I'm all right. I've, 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 I've plenty, got plenty going on. You do have plenty going on, but still, that's so. not like good news. It's it's good news for those people who don't want to hear me. Well, who first of all, how would they get this far to an episode? No, no, I've made this I've made this all about me and I didn't mean to. It's just meant to be a nice little throwaway joke that they to 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 say you're going to you know, I do know who the two new hosts are and uh I I I think they're going to do a great job. I I agree. Yeah. Uh, find out more from us, other great gaming podcasts, including soon the return of the No Direction Podcast. You can go to nodirectionpodcast.com. As I mentioned, if you want to be a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash no direction. Contribute any amount you want, but if you want the exclusive content, such as this new episode, that's for the $5 level. And finally, thank you to Word Burglar for the use of Letters from Snake Eyes version 4. Find out more at wordburglar.com. Until next time, I'm Ryan Costello. And I'm Jason Keeley. It's morphing time. I let him in every day. My main meditation was taking him down. My pain medication. Shanna sighed. And she knew she couldn't call me. At least until I found out what happened to Tommy. That mission was private. For now, the objective was stopping the threat of this venomous collective. Spreading across the globe. I was ready to lock and load. With flash, grand slam, clutch, zap, and rock and roll. Hawk, steal a grunt, breaker, and short fuse. Before I knew, I gained a whole lot more to lose.